0: Hello fellow gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend us your ear, because here on our Grow My Grit podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. My name is Peter Willis, coming in from Calgary, Alberta, together with our gritty guru, Hayes Shetmeyer, who is beaming in from Mississauga, Ontario.
1: Here on the Grow My Grit podcast, our intention is to engage with guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow and show their grit. Perhaps best described, as one's default settings in the face of obstacles, and what obstacles we faced since the beginning of 2020.
0: However, one of the biggest opportunities available to us all is the possibility of recreating our identities and re-engaging our relationship to both ourselves and to one another using the unique strengths we already possess and reliably bring to challenging situations.
1: With our individual grit compass as our guide, let's explore what's available on the other side of obstacles. Ready? Hello, Hayes. Are you ready? (laughs) I am so ready.
0: Awesome. It's good to see you. It has been a long time, I feel like, since Mm -hmm. I've seen you.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Welcome home.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. And also on our screens and for our listeners coming into your headphones shortly is our guest this week, my great friend uh, from Calgary here, Dana Downey, who I have shared many conversations that are um uh unofficially all about uh, grit and growth mindset and challenging situations and how we get through it all and it just seems so natural that Dana should uh should now grace the microphone here and and talk with us for a little bit uh, about her experiences. Hi Dana, how are you doing?
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here with you Peter and Hayes.
0: Awesome. We are very excited to uh, to have you with us and uh uh, I think today, one of the things that we're going to do is talk about um, our grit words again, amongst other things. I'm sure our conversation will travel all over, but it's something that we haven't visited specifically in a couple of episodes for sure. And it's it's nice to get back to that um, uh, and, and hear uh, about your uh, grit words and kind of s- some of the situations that uh, that you find them very helpful in I'd, I'd like to speak a little bit about how my grit words have um helped me recently and how i've also forgotten them recently and the the uh the challenges that that brings um which is unbeknownst to hayes but it'd be fun just to have uh, have her listen along as well and then add her uh add her two cents about that journey mm-hmm. um but i think you know to start off with um dana i'll just um I'll I'll just let listeners know again um, about um, my grit words and then Hayes, maybe you can share your grit words and then we'll bring it around to to Dana just to kind of get everything kind of rolling here, just to go through our our grit, if that sounds okay.
1: Fantastic.
0: Awesome. So when we started this journey a few years ago now, I determined that my grit words were going to be uh, goofy for G, uh, resilient for R intimate for i and tempted um for t um and i I have some things to say about all of those words uh in in a little bit as our conversation goes forward to some interesting discoveries in the last couple of weeks or couple of months um but those that's how i started it It was goofy and resilient intimate and tempted and those are kind of the kind of four of the cornerstones that i figured helped me get through challenging situations um in my life Uh, hayes how about how about yourself
1: My grit is defined by, and again, just for anyone not familiar with our concepts, the idea of grit is that it's your default setting in the face of obstacles. So we're all capable of doing hard things. The idea of the word grit is that we are really able to leverage something, but what I do when things are challenging might be different than from what Peter and Dana do. And so the idea behind the model is that each one of us can identify and describe our own grit with a very specific combination of letters. So for me, whenever things are difficult or challenging or just not necessarily how I'd like them to work out... My G is gratitude. My brain reliably sees how things could be worse, and I'm always grateful that it's not there. So as much as things are unpredictable and unfair and unnecessary, my brain literally decides, thinks about, man, at least that didn't happen. And so for me, that's a starting block in that sense. My R is resilient. I don't take a lot personally, and if I do take it personally, it's not for long. And so I'm very quick to, not even quick, I'm very... Um, natural to kind of come back to the surface. If I feel like I'm at the bottom of the lake in that really heavy sense, there's just this element of, I can still see the light. So I just have to kind of make my way back toward the light. And that ties to my eye. My eye is imagination. My brain, again, is in charge a lot of the time, and I can reliably see 48 ways that things could work out. So in the instance of something going wrong, my brain imagines lots of different outcomes in which I just have to try all the different outcomes before truly giving up or truly deciding, you know, this may not be the right path. So my I and my R interact quite a lot because the resilient element is okay. I tried that. That didn't work, but there's this and there's this. So those two are quite intimately tied together. And then my T is time. I'm very much of the mindset that time is a finite resource. My time and my energy are mine. And as much as I may feel Emotionally, in a certain space after a couple of hours or a couple of days, it always comes back to, okay, where else could I be using my time? Or is this how is this serving where I'd like to be later on? So it's that whole sense of, okay, I could make a different choice right now and recognizing where I am and where I would like to be, really going to that piece of time. Where is it I want to be? And how do I want to use my time? So, in any obstacle, in the presence of any obstacle, those are my four, those are my default um, experiences and responses.
0: Awesome. I like this. I like going through them again. It's fun. It helps me remember <laughs> everything and get more questions. <laughs> Dana, how about yourself? You've just, you're, you're, you're newer to this, obviously. So yeah. kind of how did, how did this, uh, how did this kind of land with you and you kind of listened to a show and how to think about it? Uh, did it, um, mm-hmm. did it sound like something you wanted to, to try out and try and put a, put a word or a phrase to some letters?
2: Yeah, for sure. And I, in, in classic overachieving style, I didn't use just one word for any of them. (laughs) So my G is goals. And then in brackets, I have realistic and the realistic piece is so important. So just a bit of background on me. I was a teacher for many, many years and, uh, and I was a resource teacher, which I really enjoyed. And, and that type of work is really a supportive role for students in in the schools and um, kind of in the system. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of energy, um, but, you know, it's very well worth it, of course. Um, and you can see the impact that you're having day to day in your interactions with students, I think, and families and other teachers. So, um, When I became a stay-at-home parent, I really struggled. And one of the things that I struggled most with was setting realistic goals. So when I was working, uh, you know, I I felt really successful. You know, I put all my energy into my work. And um, I, I didn't really think about setting goals. Of course, I was teaching students how to set goals all the time. And that's the tricky thing I think about grit in general is, right, we don't remind ourselves all the skills that we might be modeling or even teaching to other people all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't even stop to think of how to use those skills for ourselves. So
1: it's mm-hmm. kind of funny
2: yeah. that way. Um, so when I was home with my kids and I think parenting is hard for overachievers, perfectionists, I'm putting myself in this category, right? Um, mm. because you, don't really know if you're doing a good job and the job is never done. So you don't have something that's a completed project where you can go, okay, I did this. I see the fruits of my labor. I feel good about it. Um, You know, there's none of that. Like it's an ongoing thing and it it never ends. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, it's the most wonderful thing that I do, I feel like. Um, But of course, the hardest thing too, mm-hmm. that I know I'll ever do. So um, I really had to work hard as a stay-at-home parent on making realistic goals, and I even had to make daily checklists for myself. And so I'd write down my list, and then I'd probably scratch out half of it, mm-hmm. and then I'd look at the half that was remaining and go, hmm, Kate, might have to scratch out a bit more. Some days there'd only be one. And once I got to that point where I could be more, more realistic... I felt a lot more successful. So I was just really trying to do everything all the time. And I think many of us are doing that. Um, And so being realistic helped a lot. So when I start to feel overwhelmed, um, I I make a list, like now it's a habit. So it's a good strategy, I think, to Mm -hmm. have in the back pocket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so should I go on to my R?
0: Yes, please. Absolutely. (laughs)
2: Sure. So my R is remember to connect. So this is a tough one for me, and it's probably the one where I'm the least successful because um, parenting as an introvert is a real tough game. Um, (laughs) I find, you know, before we had kids, there was that time I'd take to myself. I didn't feel selfish um, and I could recharge. Um, so here's a book idea, Hayes. Maybe the next one. I haven't found one yet. Introverted parenting. It's Ooh. a good topic, I think.
1: <laughs> Let's collaborate. Yeah. The three yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, I have a funny story about how Pete and I tried to collaborate once. Should I save that for the end? Because <laughs> we're both bad collaborators and we know
1: it. Yeah. Finish yeah. your grit and then share I'll the story. Finish yes. finish my grit. Finish so, your grids.
2: Remembering to connect I I have to actually remember to do it. I may feel a lack of connection and I just don't connect. I just forge ahead. Um, And I know, I think I often have to ask my friends for understanding because I go through real waves of being very sociable. And then those uh, kind of dips where I have no energy and I just have to conserve and, and go ahead. But uh, that connection is really important. And more and more, and I think, Peter, you and your family are great at this, and you recognize the benefit of connecting with the outdoors. And I think it's a huge thing that many of us um, miss. And we I don't e- know if we even realize that we need that connection in our lives of nature. Like I know mm. now there's this new craze called forest bathing. Have you guys heard about
1: this? Yep, so it's been in Japan for and it's funny, I love how you said it's cool, a new but, craze. It's you know, been in yeah. Japan for decades. It's it's new to selected populations, but it's right. been it's been around there's a Japanese word for it. I have a book on it. I can't remember awesome. what the proper name is, but yeah, yeah. but I love that so, you discovered it.
2: Right. In the it's maybe permeated the western paradigm here, uh yeah. forest bathing. So you know, you can actually receive a prescription to go out into nature. <laughs>
1: experience nature. So
2: um, I've been really feeling that lately as, you know, spring is kind of coming around here in Calgary. And you never know actually, uh, if it's going to snow the next day at this time Mm -hmm. of year. So you have to enjoy it. But um, connecting with outside, I think it's just a natural way to feel calmness and stillness and, and to Mm -hmm. connect. But uh connecting with friends is a big one and and every time that I do connect I always feel better but I always have to remind myself to do it
1: mm-hmm. so that was
2: my r and then my i uh is like Hayes's was imagination um mine is imagine success so um trying to you know I think I do this and it works well for me again when I feel overwhelmed um, and also, I think when I can't see a way out of that overwhelm, I have to take a minute and uh, take a, a beat and really think about, okay, what would it look like here um, on the other side of this obstacle? Mm-hmm. And uh, how would it feel if I felt successful? And often enough, just imagining that success helps me feel better and uh, kind of creates a path forward. Yeah. And then my last one, I have two for two for the tea. Okay. So the first one is take time for self-care. And I think this is another thing uh, so many of us are realizing that's like, it's the the third leg on the third leg, it's stool of, (laughs) you know, whatever we're doing here. Um, Mm. You need that self-care, whatever it is. You know, as I mentioned, I'm an introvert. And so I actually need to be alone to recharge my batteries and it's very hard to carve out that alone time. Uh, So my husband and I actually have a a phrase that we call alone together, which is sitting together but not talking to each other. (laughs) Beautiful. This is hard for him. You know, he's very extroverted, but... Um after, you know, 15, 16 years together, I think we're perfecting the art of alone together. And um and so I can we can be together and I can recharge, but he he's not allowed to talk to me. So <laughs> he can be with <laughs> me. I'm present, yeah. but not really. Yeah, so not
1: available. Yeah. Right. Good. Good so
2: it works. And then my other T is um tell someone or document your wins, no matter how small. So this was a trick that I learned from a behavioral psychologist. And uh, his name is Walter, and he really changed my life, just with this one little trick, actually. So I was at home with my kids, really struggling, um, you know, in some of the areas that I mentioned there, and, uh, you know, feeling pretty down. And Walter told me, you got to document your wins, even if you just, you know, you're making a meal and you take a picture of it. And even if you don't send it to anyone, there's a document that I did this and that's that little accomplishment and it feels good. So I was sending pictures of meals to my sister-in-laws, you know, I was... (laughs) Calling my husband at work and telling him about, you know, oh, the kids got along for two hours, you know, any small success, right? And just taking the time to really uh, feel that win, no matter how small. Um, yes. So that, you know, I, I felt a little success. And I, I really try to do this in my work now. I'm a, I'm an elected public school trustee. And some days it feels like, You know, with budget limitations and, uh, you know, a a lot of issues, Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to feel like you're winning some days. So um, when we have those wins, I try to celebrate that with my colleagues and I say, let's take a win and let's clap for ourselves or let's just think about it for a second because this was a hard decision and we made it and it's a win. So. Um, that's something I'm carrying forward now that I'm back in the world of work
1: um, Uh and
2: trying to, to feel those wins when I can. So that's my grit.
1: That's fantastic. Peter, I saw you taking lots of notes. I always like to let you take the lead when you take notes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, um,
0: sure. Yeah. So that was, that's great. Thanks Dana for sharing all that. There's so much there that, uh, that, uh, is just going to, that's, um, well, I just love to talk about that kind of stuff as does Hayes. Um, mm-hmm. what? Something that I just noted as you were, as you were talking and it's something that I, I saw a couple of months ago that was really, really interesting. Uh, I'd never really thought about it like this before. You're talking about nature and recharging and a connection with nature And it also ties into a bunch of other stuff you were just talking about. So essentially what it was, was, I hope I kind of get this right. It was these days, it feels like everybody has to constantly be in bloom. And so the the picture I saw, was a little cartoon. It was like three panels. But essentially what it was depicting was like some of the most beautiful flowers in the world... They bloom for like two weeks at a time. And the other 50 weeks, they're not blooming. But when they bloom, they're unreal and everyone loves them. And the rest of the time, they're just recharging and they're waiting for the next time. And the article really, the short little article was kind of like, we should kind of give ourselves permission to live more like that again. Because now with... All the, well, uh, pressures, whether it's from social media or the the constant uh, ability to connect all the time, we're always so connected that it almost feels like we have to be in a a perpetual state of blooming. And that is ultimately completely unsustainable. and. If you can, if you're a person that is, you know, basic, very very introverted, but every once in a while you come out in bursts, it's just like, we should, the article really was like, we should embrace that because that, that's what flowers do. That's what nature does. They come out every once in a while. They're not, they're not constant. Like a cherry blossom isn't blossoming in Vancouver all year long it happens in april and the rest of the time they're nice trees but for for a little bit they're unbelievable and we should embrace that and i just i i, I read that and i was like oh my god that's amazing like i just love that like that all of that that kind of dialing it back to looking at nature and then being like applying that to us and that also helps put in perspective and or helps me a little bit of a cornerstone for the pressures that i feel to you know um always always stay connected or always be blooming or having you know incredibly high standards for whatever it is but it's like you know what like you can still have a lot of that stuff but it doesn't have to be all the time you need to give yourself time to recharge right and you just spoke to that I think a lot through a lot of your grit words but that was the visualization I had with with those struggles that I think a lot of us face and it's just like yeah you know what we don't have to be constantly in bloom that's okay like if you're awesome in June, then be awesome in June and then go away for a bit, right? And the people when they see you blooming are going to love it and it's special. And I just thought, man, that is a great metaphor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I don't I know if that, that really relates, but I just remembered that as you were talking and I'm just I just I really like that and um yeah, that's just what I wanted to share with you.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that image and I I think the people who know and love me probably accept that maybe I only bloom three times a year or whatever you know When i if blooming is being sociable and sure you know out there um yeah i i really yeah. like that image
0: And and it could be anything right like that's the thing like the bloom could be anything it could be being social or going to soirees or it could be uh writing or it could be drawing or painting right like it could be anything that's unique to you but it doesn't always have always have to be right it can mm-hmm. ebb and flow and give it permission to do that and that just sounded so healthy to me
1: <laughs> yeah so interesting. So I'm going to jump in because I went yeah. very different places than the two of you, but still tied to everything that Dana said. So initially, when I heard your grit words, I was impressed by the inwardness of, like the 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 relationship between all of your words. Are you pulling yourself? It's like your future self talking to your present self. That's what I took away from each of your words. So it's less about obstacles that others can be available. There's very little you need from the outside. It's very much sounding like an internal conversation and you're essentially drawing yourself forward. I know one artist, William Prince, often speaks to, he's a singer from, I think, Manitoba, but he spoke to the fact that his latest, we had an album called Reliever and he borrowed from his future self to produce this. He had nothing, he was gassed. Everything about his life was the absolute pit of what he could hope for and wish upon anybody, but he spoke to calling on his future self to help him navigate where he was. And so I I hear a lot of that in your words, because that whole idea of your goals, and then your take time for yourself, really connect in certain ways that really come to, well, yeah, this is what I'm documenting. And this is where I'm going, because I'm the one responsible for my wellness. So hearing that was neat. And then that's a lot of work. In any situation, so the bloom conversation really had me hearing that the blooming part is outward-facing, and that's not necessarily your priority. So the bloom, whether it's a couple days or a couple weeks, is less important than holding it together and getting to that point. So I just I, I very much heard that your ability to navigate obstacles relies on your confidence, faith, and connection to yourself. Which occasionally, again, that, that remember to connect piece, you referenced external, but all your words for me bring me back to you. So I just, taking those two pieces, the non-blooming parts is an obstacle in itself to prepare for that other obstacle that's, expert, that's external facing, outward facing, and then it's right back to the here's who I am. So again, it's kind of related to both points, but still honoring the non-bloom time because that's inward-facing, pulling myself, drawing myself, guiding myself to the next obstacle, around, up, under. So that's what I heard from both of your, your perspectives.
2: Yeah, that's incredible. It's, um, when you say that, that makes so much sense. And actually, mm-hmm. I think all these words that I've produced are a reflection of that journey that I've been on. Of knowing myself mm-hmm. and how to create that best future self, but yeah. really having, you know, needing that knowledge of who I really am, and and one of the reasons um, I I um, really enjoy my conversations with Peter and uh, his partner Denise is one of my best buddies. Um, it's, you know, the reason why those relationships are so nourishing to me is because they're real, they're really real and we can Mm -hmm. talk. So this is the kind of connection that I do seek is that, you know, heart to heart kind of connection, because that does provide me with energy. Whereas it takes so much energy for all the fake that I (laughs) feel like we have to do every day, just... To get through, kind of right, yeah. but yeah. when we can really be real about this human experience, and you know these insights you're providing, Hayes, it's blowing my mind. You know, but it's nourishing and you know, it's energizing because it's real. And I just yeah. feel like when you make those connections with people, it's so incredible. I, there, I know there are other people that feel they make a lot of those type of connections, but I don't. So when when it happens, it's so nice. And that's why mm-hmm. I feel like I have to remember to connect because I do want the people that I love to know that I love them. Yeah. And because I'm not in communication all the time because I'm blooming inwardly maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I hope. And uh, I do try to communicate that uh, to my friends and my family. So, But I think, Pete, you sort of said... You know, I, I think I feel good about it and I've heard um Denise say, you know, it's okay, Dana. We do know that you care about us.
1: <laughs> right. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I and you know, I,
0: I think uh yeah, so that's that's hundred percent true, Dana. Like that's we're we're here when uh when you decide you <laughs> You, you want to be there, right? <laughs> and we'll show up in whatever way we can. Um, and I think, but that's important as well. Like, just like you're saying, it's important to remember to reconnect because a lot of the time I feel the same way and I have the same hopes. I fall off the map for weeks at a time for sure. And I, I'm i try, you know, trying to get better at that. But I'm, I hope as well that I, I, similarly... The people that I love know that I'm thinking about them, and they know that I'm I care about them, and that I'm I really want to be with them. This, for whatever reason, I can't seem to get my head around it, and so I want to be able to afford that to everyone else I know because I'm guil- guilty, and probably not the right word, but I, I I have the same the same thing. Like with Hayes, I fall off the face of the earth sometimes for weeks at a time. I in the last couple of years, though, now I have just I realize that I I do trust because we have these conversations. I may frustrate her sometimes but because one of her t-words is time hopefully it's not for too long but no? <laughs> I, I know I do believe that she knows that I'm thinking about her and that yeah I'm excited that she fills me right up and I feel awesome yeah. when we're doing things together it's just yeah. sometimes I'm just not very good at staying connected and the more I practice that and Hayes has been so great for me to practice these t- things with and same with you Dana that's why we do this kind of thing it's just like no like when you're ready when we're ready we'll all get together and and hopefully that just becomes something that is just acceptable i know for example like with uh, my parents like that's a different generation but if i'm not staying connected with them they i know that that's not quite the same thing right there's a there's definitely a, an element of disappointment or worry or not keeping up with people and stuff and and that affects me that makes me sad and I and I, I'm hoping that, that that's that that starts to change, right? Like um or I want to change it with the people that I'm familiar with, right? So that they know that, you know, I'm always thinking about them. I I love people, but sometimes I just can't get out of my own way. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's really powerful about again what both of you are sharing, and I imagine listeners and I also experience this sometimes is that the hardest thing is being true to your needs. And so I love when like in Dana's case, when your grit words legitimately reflect that the obstacles are connecting with coming from what your insides need, that's such an important anchor. Because to both of your points, there are work commitments, there are school commitments, there are familial commitments that are not asking you to be who you are. They're asking you to be, do something, act in a different way. And so, again, there are obstacles everywhere. But I love that what I'm hearing from both of you is that whole sense of having a better awareness of what you're already bringing to those situations and being familiar with that ability to own it. So you know what? I don't need to hear from Peter every week because I know he's operating from what works. And so once he's comfortable, he need not feel guilty or worry. And so it's up to people around us whether or not they offer that permission per se, but it's less about our need to convince them that we are in one mindset or another it's this is my obstacle here's how i'm navigating it and if you know me well enough and are in your own space of okay this is not what i expected but i've heard you and you always come back so i i just i love that element of yeah being who you and i don't know how to say it properly but there's a lot of challenge and a lot of um tension around just being who you want to be and so i just love that grit has come up as the okay, wait, this is who I am. And this is what I do. And it's worked. It may not work for you. You may right. not be getting what you're looking for, but I am focused on where I need to be and how I'm going to get there. So yeah, own your introversion, people. Own your grit. <laughs> be. Just be. We'll all figure it out.
0: Dana, if there's one thing I can, uh, one of the things that you mentioned as well is uh, imagine like your I word is imagine success, right? And that's something that I didn't pick up on. Again, this is a journey for me too in the last couple of years. Mm. And that's something that Hayes has been awesome with me with. And you you addressed it literally to a T when you were talking uh, earlier. And it was, you were, you were trying to imagine success and you literally said, how do things look on the other side of obstacles? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's awesome. Because like, I have I certainly have never really thought like that before and I'm slowly learning how to do that and envision what things look like so that when the obstacle comes my way, maybe I'm ready for it. That's something that I, I talk to Hayes a lot about because uh, I haven't had experience looking at it from that perspective until quite recently. And it is
2: incredibly
0: helpful. Um, and you, you you mentioned that in choosing your I-word. You literally said, uh, how do things look on the other side of obstacles? Which means you need to identify those obstacles in order to f- imagine what it looks like on the other side of those obstacles. And I just thought that was great. Cause that's something that I personally have been working on l- literally with Hayes for like two years mm-hmm. and I yeah. love it. It's so helpful. <laughs> and you mentioned it, that you're kind of, that's one of your things that you're thinking about. And I just, uh, I thought that was great. That's, that's really yeah. exciting. Cause I know that yeah. really helps me. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 And it's celebrating that element of we all do well with leaving the present sometimes and moving to a space of, okay, what's possible? Because ultimately that effort is really checking in with what's possible. Here's where I am now, but what's possible? And once you've opened your mind to what's possible, you can't unsee that sometimes. And so Mm -hmm. again, going back to this whole Dana's grit really relies on connecting with your future self. Imagining success is talking to your future self. I see myself on the other side. That's the future. So I, I love that, Peter, you're equally excited about that because that's what their visualization techniques, there are lots of names for that. But at the end of the day, it is you, present self, reaching out to future self to even see that future self exists. And this is what future self could be doing. So again, just so many connections and ties. Love mm. it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, um, my mom... Uh, taught me so many lessons growing up and um, one of the things that she always said uh, was uh, people come into your life for a reason, right? So um, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why you two are connected, but you're describing a few of them right now. And um, I think it's just, it's so exciting to take that perspective on the journey of life, you know, that these lessons Mm -hmm. that we need Uh, will come to us uh, from the people that we meet. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I love too, because they come from people that we meet once we're open and considering, like again, for me, self-exploration and self-discovery are gold because there's this element of, we I learn when I hear myself talk and I'm usually talking to other people. So it's just that opportunity. Again, you were taken aback by my ability to reflect how focused and important that connection to your future self is. But that's always been the case for you. It's just hearing someone else. Like I only said that because of your accurate description of how you do. I'm not a mind reader. I wouldn't have known that had you not been so clear on what it is that you do again by defining your grit. So that that element of people come into our lives sometimes so that we can have that mirror and really look at ourselves and our choices and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to be okay. I've got what I need. Bring on the obstacles.
0: Awesome. I I like the idea as well. You mentioned uh, alone together. That was just, that was nice. I like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. My, when, when uh, my husband and I were dating and You know, he's kind of meeting my parents and hanging with the family a bit. There was a lot of sitting around uh, in silence and he would often fall asleep. (laughs) And one time my mom took a picture of him sleeping on the couch because, you know, this, the Rudd family can sit around and not talk for hours. It's amazing. (laughs) And then, you know, my husband is from a family uh, with 11 children and so for me, going into that environment, it's also, you know, it's exciting and wonderful. And I I really genuinely love all of my new family on his side. Uh, but we had to figure out how, how, we both had to figure out how to be in each other's environment, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a little boring for him and he would fall asleep <laughs> and I would get overwhelmed and need to take a break. And actually there's... So many funny stories of several of the in-laws who would migrate to a room to sit alone together in silence. Mm -hmm. The introverted ones who married the extroverted uh, people in the other families. So, yeah, Yeah. another funny image. Yeah.
1: And that speaks again to the power of knowing what it is that you need. What is the obstacle here and how do we navigate it? So, again, to your G, your goal is to be together. And so we're going to figure out a way, like this is a big deal, but my goals are the priority. So I am absolutely going to imagine and orient myself around what's possible because I'm marrying you and this is all going to work out, but this is hard. (laughs) And I had a friend from work, similar idea. Uh, My friend, she was the introvert, her husband's the extrovert. They used to take different cars to parties because she was ready to go home by 11. He was there till three in the morning and it was not any question it was just i love you i'm out and i don't want to change Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. experience i don't want you changing mine so the solution was we take separate cars we're going to do our thing but that's a form of alone together we're coming Mm -hmm. i'm going and i'll (laughs) see you in the morning but again (laughs) so i love your answers because they again speak to but it's it's a choice because the obstacle is we're going to go in the same car i'm going to give you dirty looks at 11 you're going to go and do this Let's rethink that and make a choice that honors our commitment, but honors our differences, right? So, yeah, Mm -hmm. different cars. Peace out. We're friends in the morning. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Great strategy. I love it. Try that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then Niall talked about high ducks and low ducks. That was another um, conversation we had with our tech guru. Really, again, if you are choosing to have an argument or a discussion about something, the first question is, is this really important to you? Or is it something that doesn't actually matter? So if we're choosing for dinner, if this is your favorite day of the week and your favorite food, the choice is high ducks. (laughs) I'm going to let you have the choice because I'm just hungry. So again, that whole speaking to what's hard from a place of this is what I need. Here's what's possible. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So much alone together and sacrifice, balance, opportunities, all of those things that require or are beneficial to support connection? Yeah, and mm-hmm. doing hard things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I
2: like that idea of you know asking yourself how important is this really to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah. it really I think comes with age and experience, right? Like I feel so much uh, more equipped now um, in my almost fortieth year to be able just to zero in on what's important and. Leave the rest behind, mm-hmm. and that's of course been a, you know a lifelong lesson.
1: <laughs> yeah, and but it's valuable. Hard work. Yeah. yeah, hard work. So good. Now, Peter, you were going to talk about how your grit has changed because I always want to make sure that we pick up all the pieces that we all kind right. of distribute right. across the conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, Tell it us was about just,
1: that. Yeah, it didn't.
0: It hasn't really changed. But one of the things that uh, I realized is that. And so as we've talked about too Hayes, like there's uh, and probably like so many of us, but there's there's months where things are really not very good and then there's months where things go really, really well and they they start riding riding the wave a bit. and uh, which is exciting. It can be a little bit dangerous, but it's just the way it goes. And what I realized, so for mine, which is, um, you know, uh, goofy, resilient, intimate, and tempted, and I realized that my resilience, only happens when the other things happen so i'm not so what i was just thinking is just like um you know uh, not to be uh, self-deprecating but just like i'm i'm not naturally resilient perhaps but if i put goofy and i continue to be like intimate and intimate means like honest and open and having uh you know uh j- speaking truth right If I put those two together, I get resilience. If I don't put those two together, if I don't practice G and and intimate or tempted, doesn't really apply so much in this, but, but if I don't put my G and my I together, I don't get R. R really struggles if I'm not using, especially, and this is what I'm finding, G, does goofy doesn't mean I'm wearing a clown hat the whole time, right? But it, there's got to be some element of being able to be light instead of just, oh, fire and brimstone all the time, which is how mm-hmm. it is one of my defaults uh, internally is a bit of a fire and brimstone. If I don't bring that G out, with um, which is... Uh, You know, maybe it's 50-50, but if I don't bring that G out, my R doesn't exist. Not very well anyway. My resilience, it just, everything starts to just go downhill very quickly. And I have to, I was just, I, I realized very recently that the other letters have to be working in concert to make sure that they're all coming along for the ride, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, my G and my I and my T, they're like, let's go! And then my R is like, wait a second! Or or the other way, maybe my R is off and running and my other letters are being left behind. And that's imbalance and that is not Mm -hmm. healthy for me. So I just realized the connection of the words, uh, the, the letters, and how my R really is helped a lot by g which is goofy which doesn't again doesn't have to mean i'm always laughing but uh, things don't have to be so heavy and quite Mm. as difficult um but that can be helped again by being intimate and talking like like dana says um remember to connect right so intimate connect talk uh, be present with people and then the g can show up and then r starts to become stronger, right? I can become more resilient. I can pick myself back up off the mat. And I just started to just realize that all that does really tie together in a way that I hadn't really seen in the last couple of years. And so that was just in the last couple of months, I've just started to see how that's that happens, which makes me, uh, just made me really excited. It was just a nice little kind of affirmation of the process, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I, I just want to celebrate that awareness because again, had you not done all the work that we've done and had not come up with words that were true to your experience, you wouldn't be where you are. I, you could have come to this point a different way, but I love the framework of grit because it really is choosing the words that access, your choices or reflect your choices and for you to be able to say that i rely i understand that this is how i work so i just i love because we've been at this for years but i just i love how this oh this this framework just offers continual openings or layers of the onion and just really that whole because again you wouldn't have you you can't you couldn't have arrived at this spot without having initially thought that, well, you know, the words are kind of what they are, but you've you've come to a new interaction with the same concept. Your words haven't changed. You're just now seeing the ways in which they interact. And then I love your words because they're quite, you're operating from almost the other end of Dana because most of your conversations are about the external piece. So goofy is a function of when heavy stuff is coming, you're responding with that levity. It's not you telling there's brimstone and fire per se, but it's The environment, I've said this a couple of times, really draws out or invites your grit. It's very much about the intimacy requires intimacy with others in terms of honesty and vulnerability. And and so I love that you're equally introverted, but you've both come from um, different connections to your environment, different relationships, because that's how we work, right? We do what needs to be done from who we are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm (laughs) Awesome. So Dana, listening to all of this and really knowing that again, Peter and I have been talking about grit for years, and you've kind of been introduced to this through Peter, what would be your, in terms of conversations, recommendations, suggestions for people who haven't heard of this, but would like to see how this model, what this model offers to your existing train of thought? What would you say is the kind of what do people need to know about knowing growing and showing their grit?
2: Oh, well, I think the largest benefit is just to sit down and think about it for a minute, because (laughs) I think we all have the tools within us wherever Mm -hmm. we are on our journey. Right. And things may change and your, your strategies may change over time as you, as you grow and change, but you know, I do believe the truth is that we all have the strength and the courage and whatever we need within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's almost just taking that minute, you know, thinking, thinking about it. And, um, and also I think, you know, when I did this exercise and I sat down and chose the words for my grit, it, it showed me my journey in these, you know, with the four letters, um it's really amazing, you know, that uh when I was kind of removed from the world of work and I was um at home with my kids for 8 years, so it was a significant amount of time. Um you know, I really had to shift my focus, and I may have had these strategies before, but you know, I was living in a whole different world. Mm-hmm. And so some of them maybe I had to relearn or, you know, the whole, my whole perspective. Of course, I, when you become a parent, your perspective on most things changes, right? I think um, you you may go through a whole new blossoming, you know, as this person who's a parent in the world uh, where you might have um, not been before, right? So. I I just love that idea of um take that pause to look inward and and to think about the tools that you do have and congratulate yourself on your journey so far because you know whoever you are, uh whatever the journey is, um I think we all don't give ourselves enough credit. So take the moment and have a look.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So wonderful. Take a picture of your grit compass, because I know you like to document. And that's an important step in this process that again, you have now written down what you do and how you do it. And it's tied to what you didn't even realize you were doing, like you said, but it's just that owning your awesomeness. I love when people get to that. Wait a minute. This is, um, this is owning my awesomeness. And it's my reminder. It's my anchor. And it's mine yeah so good. take a picture of it i want mm-hmm. you documenting your <laughs> add awesome. it to your pictures of your I'll meals send it to you yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you so much
2: <laughs> oh my pleasure thank you so much it's so exciting to to do this with you guys it's been really fun mm-hmm.
1: thank awesome you so much
0: yeah thanks for for being open to it dana i know we've talked about it a little bit before and it's uh it's great and to 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 find the time to be able to to connect with you, uh, on uh, we, to to record ourselves talking. We've tried to do some uh, some music recording before, but this time we're actually doing it talking, and it's been fantastic. So I am, uh, it's been great, and I'm so glad that you got to to meet Hayes and uh, and uh, and and meet our tech guru, who will show himself up a little bit later there. But uh, it's been really uh, really nice experience to chat with you, and and thanks for uh, mm-hmm. thanks for diving into your grit with us.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, thank you so much. And uh Pete just mentioned our our I shouldn't say failed collaboration, should I? So
1: No, I um, want to hear the song. There'll be a song yeah. at the end of this episode. <laughs> on I behalf of it, listeners.
2: It, right. On behalf
1: of listeners, let's sing the song, people. Hook us up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you think it was successful collaboration, Pete, or failed collaboration? Like we we both know about ourselves that that we have to work to collaborate. You know, oh, I'm a very mm. like, so, I like to make my steps and I do everything myself. And if I can rely only on myself, I can get it done. Mm, you know, that's my MO, right? Yeah. The so silo. I try to, and I do think I'm improving actually. It's helping to be on a board of trustees where you literally have to speak with one voice. So mm. I'm getting a lot of daily practice um yeah but pete and i tried to write a song together and i think uh we'll have to try again
1: okay next time you're back you're gonna start (laughs) forget our intro we're gonna start with the peter and dana show yeah (laughs) that sounds awesome make the song about grit make the song about grit throw a grit line in there so it's relevant (laughs) <laughs> we'll all use Love our it. grit words. Love it. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys too. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Hayes. It was great. Great to see both of you.
0: And we will talk to everybody again soon. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Grow My Grit with your hosts, Hayes Shetmeyer and Peter Willis, is a production of Gritty Guru Company technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, and Spotify. For more information about Hayes' book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com.